That's how we lead off. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast, back and better than ever, right here live in studio on Thirsty Go Radio, and uh, got the crew with me tonight, got Ryan Bowling on my, my left and Matt Staples across the table from me here. Matt, I'm going to be honest with you, man. The um, the ability to allow you to grow a goatee has looked good. I, you know, I would I, like to shout out gonna, to the city yeah, council. I'll second that. I, I kind of thought so, too. It was uh, it was fun, you know, been at my job for quite a few years and never was allowed to, and they recently gave us the okay. So uh, I think just about everybody on the department's taking uh, taking advantage of it. So Yeah, so I'd gotta give a shout out to the uh, the department there. I think, it, think it's a good move. Oh, I, I agree. You know, so if we could just let me go to short sleeves, I'd be real happy. Can't agree more. Can't <laughs> agree more. So I do want to say, um, yeah, and, and we just laughed before we, we jumped on air because uh, we said, what are we talking about tonight? And we said, well, we really don't don't have anything planned. Uh, so we're going to just kind of wing it here. But uh, I do got to give a shout out. Uh, when we were up at PRI, Skylar Lewis stopped by and saw us for a little bit and he gave a lot of kudos to the new format of the show and oh, said good, that, yeah. uh, you know, he really likes just us BSing and, and talking. And uh, he said he always listens on Spotify the next day. And uh, so shout out to, to him. Appreciate him always uh, tuning in and listening. But uh, I, I was glad to hear that um, he was enjoying kind of the change and, and us just, you know, bench racing a little bit. I'm glad for that. He's been a supporter since day one, you know, and uh, – Always supports us, but I'm glad to hear he likes to change and a little more relaxing for us, you know, just to. Well, I think it's kind of opened the door that we can just sit here and not have a plan and, 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 and truly wing it. Yeah. We can come in here. You know, I think, you know, as racing season gets back underway, there's obviously going to be more topics and, and storylines and this off season, let's just wing it and, and, you know, just have fun with it. I feel like I need to bring a laptop, though. <laughs> I'm trying to get my head above water here. Yeah, we're, we're, too, we're multitasking as we go here. But, uh, well, I'm going to jump into the storyline that is going on right now. And I know you you work today, Matt, so you, you probably aren't as, as up-to-date as what me being blessed and acting like I was working here in the office and watching the Tulsa shootout. Well, that's uh, why you're trying to get your head above water, right? For, <laughs> for all the hours that I was uh, today. But, uh Man, first of all, over 400 entries out there right wow. now for the Tulsa shootout. And if people, if you don't follow Brady Bacon on, on Facebook, go go to his page right now, like his page, but go back two days ago to the video of him pulling in and the number of trucks and trailers he goes by to try and get in. It, it's insane what they've got going on right now. But um, I, I know, Ryan, you were in and out because you, you had to work today. You couldn't just dedicate to uh, the Tulsa shootout like I did. Um, but some really good racing to start off the first day out there. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I um, I tuned in first thing this morning, um, nine o'clock. We were uh, I was finishing up with inventory and stuff at work, and um, tried to tune in a little bit, but it just didn't work out much today. Just too much going on. It was too hard to keep up with, and I'd given somebody else my flow account apparently <laughs> because I kept getting kicked off my own account, and yeah. I finally just quit fighting it. And um, looks like the racing has been good out there. Um, you know, uh, I guess some highlights there. Kyle Bush winning today. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I got I got to give him a lot of credit. And um, y'all jump in there because I watched that whole race and uh, started eighth. Obviously, he has not ran a lot of dirt, um, and he said so. Uh, you know, he ran some uh, legend cars back in the day, but um, he was on asphalt. Yeah. He did run some dirt in him, he said today, oh, really? as well. Um, but obviously an asphalt guy and had never ran a micro um, and gets out there, starts eighth, immediately goes to the high side. Um, no one else today hardly ran the high side other than Kyle. And immediately went to the high side and ran down and won the, won the heat race. And uh, just cool, you know, to see him, no matter what anybody's take on Kyle is in NASCAR, and that's fine. But to see a guy of his stature that doesn't have any experience on dirt, to be there and as excited as he was to be a part of that event. And and he even said probably the quote of the day that I heard him say was, maybe there's two Kyles that can show up on dirt and do great things. Well, I was going to say he probably thinks if he races everything on dirt that they offer him, he'll win the championship next year. <laughs> hey. And I mean, <laughs> a, I think there's a lot of guys that are – that are chasing that idea. But I don't think he's a Larson. I don't think he is either. <laughs> um, but, you know, kind of speaking of some of those big names, Ricky Thornton Jr. comes out right away in the uh, the first heat race and picks up the win. Um, like you said, obviously, um, uh, Kyle Busch picks up a win. Uh, locally, um, like to give a shout-out there in the restrictor um, micros, non or winged micros, excuse me, Parker Perry. Oh, good job. Starts second, finishes second. Um, man, and he battled. Um, uh, Megan, Ryan, do you remember? I'm going to have to look it up. Megan. Uh, Megan Thomas. There we go. Megan oh, okay. Thomas. Okay, okay. Sorry. Uh, yep. Beat him out uh, for yep. the heat race win, but man, a battle. Parker is not afraid to get into anybody, to race hard, um, and, and looked really good. So excited to see what he can do tomorrow um, in the junior sprint. And I'll, I'll go ahead and give a you know selfish plug right here, but uh, really excited. I know you are as well, Ryan, to watch you know that race clean wrap be down there in Tulsa. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool to see that come together. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can build a relationship there with – um, you know, Parker and help him, you know, if we can, you know, just get all the, the, you know, pieces in the right, you know, everything going in the right direction. I'd love to, to jump on with Parker and, and help him get through his career and, and, you know, while helping us too. So, uh, definitely excited for tomorrow. I think, uh, you know, talking to Clayton's dad, he said that, you know, the junior sprint division was one that they've, uh, definitely got a chance. So I'm definitely, Normally don't play favorites, but I'd say if I've got a favorite at, at Tulsa this week, it's it's definitely Parker. Yeah, and it just, you know, again, local kid, um, races hard out, really cool to see. But uh, also to kind of touch on it, you know, some big names that um, probably aren't sitting where they want to be right now. Brady Bacon um, comes home with a third-place finish in his heat race. Christopher Bell comes home with a third-place wow. finish in his heat race. Um, so some guys that – you know, you expect to be up front. To be up front, got some work to do. Kevin Thomas Jr. also picks up a heat race win. Um, so, you know, some of the names that you expect still doing it, but uh, some guys with some work to do going forward as well. But uh, again, shout out to all those guys. It, it was definitely a great day of racing, and like I said, really excited to see where Parker goes and where he ends up. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that boy will go real far. And, and you know, it's amazing. I, I, w- I want to say this, too, kind of going back, you know, obviously a PRI several weeks ago. But for people who maybe casually listen to this podcast and, and are from the North Vernon, Jackson, Jennings, Bartholomew area, you know, the amount of racing that you have here of different brands. You know, obviously we talk a lot on here about our late model super stock, you know, our traditional dirt guys. But when you talk about some of the competitions you can see in the go-karting and the outlaw, um, you know, 
uh, carts, talking about what Parker is doing right now with his micro and junior sprint stuff. And then talk about Jared Thomas again, you know, what they're doing with Jared Thomas Motorsports Engineering and building and, um, you know, a few weeks from now, they're going to be down in Daytona, you know, preparing for the road course down there. So if you've not kind of taken a look outside of your, your typical brand of racing, it's a real opportunity with a lot of really cool racing action going on right now. That's awesome. Yeah, we've definitely got all the bases covered here lately, it seems like. And people ask kind of what we're into, what we do. And right now, it's a little bit of everything. We've, we've got, um, you know, like you said, the dirt's the home. You know, dirt late models is the home base. But uh, it's cool to branch out and make different contacts for sure. Also, uh, real quick, I want to ask everybody to keep some thoughts and prayers to C.J. Rayburn. He fell, broke his hip, has double pneumonia also. I had oh, man, I had not heard that at all. Yeah, so uh, if everybody listening, you know, put some thoughts and prayers out to CJ there. So, Thanks for bringing that up, man. I had not heard that at all. Definitely, um, I don't think there's anybody that can argue that. Late models would not be where they're at at all if it wasn't no. for that man. So, Hands down, one of the Mount Rushmore of dirt late model racing. Uh, He's the George Washington of Mount Rushmore of late model racing, man. And and I know we discussed it on here and debated it before, but he's on the Rushmore of dirt racing, period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once you start bringing an open wheel, there's some others you can debate and throw around, but Rayburn is always going to be one that yes. is there. Yeah. So, and just, again, you know, we talk about what we've got around here locally, and there's a guy that you can see at Brownstown – Paragon, Terre Haute, Circle City, anywhere that there's anywhere racing, racing, you're going to yes. see CJ around. Yeah. So, you know, speedy recovery and all the best to CJ for sure. I got to say, you know, we've not done an episode since PRI, but to kind of back up to PRI, um, I got to say, though, that, you know, first of all, I thought the show was, obviously there were some people gone, but um, I thought the show was probably Fuller than what I expected. I guess I'll I'll put it like that. I, I think I'll I'll back you on that. It uh, I, we've seen it a lot fuller, but uh, it was still fuller than I thought it would be. You know, post COVID. Yes, so I think my legs are still sore. Oh my gosh! Well, you got short legs. You got to walk. I know. I had to walk a lot further <laughs> than everybody else. So. <laughs> um, no, we a lot of back and forth there, but a lot of a lot of good connections were made and. Um, you know, it's cool to kind of hang out in, in the bars afterwards with, uh, you know, different people in the industry and just kind of getting away for, you know, several days for us. You know, we were up, we went up Wednesday night and, um, it was funny. We were going to spend Saturday night too. And it was about two o'clock at PRI and we're like, let's go home. So it was definitely nice Saturday night to, to get in our own bed and then just, um, you know, kind of relax and, Got up Sunday, and that's really when I could start to feel. Oh, uh, it was, it was awful. bad. Yep. Yeah, I was not in good shape after it, but no, it was it was interesting, and like you said, a lot of good connections. And um, yeah, I just got to say though, you know, well, I was going to talk to you guys more when I walked up on you, but I just didn't know if I could handle hearing Britton Gotzi tell me how good he was, so I thought <laughs> I'd just keep on walking. So. Uh, speaking of Britton Gotzi, um, <laughs> You know, and you and your 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 day job line of work. Let me let me just ask: um, if someone were to send a text message that said, "Ignore me again, and I'll burn you alive," now would that be a threat? Yeah, anything <laughs> communicated over electronic device. Uh, okay, yeah. and and um, I'll I'll be over tomorrow to take the report. And if they followed up with, "That's what I'd say too," with a knife emoji. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I just I just wanted to follow up. Just because, screenshot that. <laughs> You know, you don't answer them twice, and and threats have been made. But uh, man, people like I, I legit, you know, speaking of Britain, we, we talked about that earlier. There are probably so many people out there that think I am the worst human being ever because uh, no, they know, don't. You, you're around me and Dustin. <laughs> well, like, I, well, I the worst part about Britain is that it was a group message to him. From him to Ryan and I, and neither yeah. one of us responded. He had a he had a two person chance, and neither one of us could pull off a text message. And I've I've quickly like learned about myself. I'm the worst 
responder ever to a text message <laughs> or anything. And let, now, if it's you know roles reversed and I need something right away, like I'm, I'm punching the buttons. But yeah, I've just kind of caught myself here lately. Like you just there's so much different stuff going on, and some nights you just want to go home and, and sit down and and you know do not disturb and. Um, then the next day you wake up and I was like, man, I forgot to answer him, him, that, that, this, that. And, um, but guys, we love you. Like Britain, <laughs> love you, man. Like it's not, um, not anything personal. It's just a lot going on. And, and we're excited for your news. that's going to be coming out soon, Britain. I won't release it here on you, but excited, uh, for your year coming up and see what happens there. But, uh, I almost accidentally released it. Cause I guess it, I didn't know it wasn't public, but. I didn't either until yeah. I then I saw a, a share or something that said, yep. "Don't it's nope. coming soon." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I can't. I can't again. I you know it was it was a good weekend, a lot of fun. I gotta I gotta say that, and we didn't get the opportunity to really dig into it. But uh, friend of the show, um, JP Hyden, told us uh, after we had dinner with him on Wednesday night said. You need to go check out the EV section, and you know, and it that perks your ears when a guy who sells oil for a living tells you to go check out the yeah. EV. Which he explained to me, there's still a lot of need for oil, even in an, an electric vehicle. Didn't know all that, but I learned. <laughs> um, but to go over there and look at a top fuel dragster that is just batteries and electric motors is just mind-boggling to me. And and the thing I want to know is, how quiet is it really? Like, you sit at the drag races now, and there's no sound. I mean, it's other than tire squealing. Yeah, I don't love that, but I'm still very <laughs> intrigued about seeing what the performance is. Um, you know, obviously, this stuff's fast. We've seen some videos. Well, I'd say it'd probably things, be faster because there's no be. buildup. You know, yeah, it very well could be. I mean, we know that from the electric go-karts in mm-hmm. high school. Maybe we could division out to a drag car. It might be our next step. I mean, it's just it's it, yeah. where that industry is going, and 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 I know we're gonna have some red blooded Midwestern boys. They're gonna say, "Oh, BS! I'll never get rid." I'm telling you, whether you like it or not, electric motorsports are coming. Mm-hmm. I'm not oh, yeah, saying are. it's gonna replace everything, and we won't have any gas engines, but. I'd say it will, but not in our lifetime. No, but the visions at your local racetrack, you will see electric mm-hmm. vehicles sooner than yeah, later. I agree. Electric vehicles, and then you'll be in the metaverse and, and, oh, yeah. and using crypto to get in the racetrack one day. <laughs> so and, and it's all coming. And your trophy will be an NFT. Yes. Should be given. All this stuff is so confusing. Like it's all. Yeah, we nerded out now. there for a second, but we really yeah. don't know what we're talking. Like everybody's about. like, "Oh, this, you know, Facebook's the meta, meta, and 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 we're gonna, you know, buy Bitcoin and and all this." Like, it's it's crazy what the world is. You know, I've kind of researched a little bit into it, and there is a lot of of you know traction and a lot of you know. There's a lot of stuff going on there, and it is one day going to become the you know the the new world and and it's, I can really start to feel my age now because I don't understand it and I, I just I don't. Well, I yeah. remember back in the nineties when Hulk Hogan and them guys tried to start that <laughs> <laughs> new world order, man. <laughs> it's coming. It just took a, they were they were early adopters. Yeah. <laughs> early I, I brought, adopters. See, I brought it back to the rednecks for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad because it was we were getting deep there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I do want to get you guys' take on this a little bit. Uh, you know, looking ahead, we, we've talked about some of the other avenues and other areas that we're involved in and in, in, in motorsports and some of the things that are coming. But And honestly, we just looked at this ahead of time. But shout out to Salem Speedway. Shout out to Riverside Drift. Talking about a, a whole nother area. But... July 8th, 9th, and 10th just announced the largest purse in drift racing history. <laughs> Coming to Salem Speedway July 8th, 9th, and 10th, 50,000 the total purse. Holy cow. 25K to win drift competition at Salem Speedway. Is like, our former guest going to be there? Uh, Dylan Hughes. Um, I don't know yet, but. Definitely going to talk to Dylan. We got the chance to actually get, 
I actually talked to Dylan at, at PRI and uh, meet him person face to face, and uh, gotta say, one of the coolest guys I've met. And that's really cool. Yep. I don't know if you did. You get by the Royal Purple booth? Yeah. He yeah. built that four seater wagon in there, and he said if you sit in the back when he drifts, the G forces are totally different. He said it's the craziest ride you could ever take. No kidding. So I'm definitely looking for a way to get in this wagon and uh, roll a course with him just to to see what it's like. But so yeah, hopefully Dylan Hughes there in the uh, Royal Purple car will. Uh, We'll be here for that, but twenty five thousand to win drift competition. So, awesome. shout out to them again. You know, Salem, Indiana, man. If you <laughs> you're in the the honey hole right now of of racing, you know, coming around here and, and going on. So, um, I'll ask you guys this because I I, I kind of put mine out there. Uh, well, I, I didn't kind of. I did. I was a little sleep deprived on Christmas Day and. Had um, you know, our, our seven-year-old came in at 2 a.m. to let us know Santa had made it. Uh, I wanted to tell him that he needed to go back to bed. If he didn't go to bed, he wasn't going to know that Santa existed. But um, <laughs> we held him off until 4.30, and finally I just said, get everybody up, and we're going to do this, so I'm taking a nap. But sleep-deprived about 9 o'clock, I decided, you know, I'm going to sit down and write what my Christmas list would be for, for motorsports. What would I ask for from Santa? And so I'm going to ask you guys. You know, we talked about before what we were thankful for. So if you could ask Santa for anything in motorsports, what would it be? What, what, what would you want to see under the tree next Christmas for motorsports? I'm going to say a racetrack. I want a racetrack. I'll just say it. Like Santa, like Santa, bring me a racetrack. You're saying for you or for motorsports? What What are we asking for? We can go both ways. Okay. But I mean, if yeah. if Ryan had a racetrack, I mean, that'd be a blessing for motorsports. So, yeah. <laughs> or a curse. A, well, he just he just said he's a horrible guy. Who'd want to go to his racetrack? But, I mean, I could I could really go down some some paths here. Auto racing, yeah, auto racing for sure. But now that's something like. Um, what kind of racetrack? Oh, dirt for sure. Like I, I'd love to have just a good dirt bull ring. I don't know with an asphalt mile. track to this, <laughs> the the outside. Yeah, well, so it kind of look like Charlotte. <laughs> how about a dirt track and some property to build? If you know, oh yeah, if okay. if something else comes up. But no, I think that's like my you know ultimate goal. One day would be to promote and run a racetrack, and if Santa would just help out and bring one a little sooner. You know, we would. Um, be ahead of the, uh, be ahead of the curve there for sure. So, so I'm, I'm gonna be a little less selfish. I'm gonna ask that uh, Santa bring extra money for all the promoters that are already promoting racetracks. Yes, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Those guys are strapped to for help sure. with the purses and uh, yeah. and and stuff like that. So, now there's there's a lot of money floating around out there now, and and to be competitive as a track now, you know you you've got to spend. Um, you know, you got to spend the money, and you know, it's a big gamble. And I know that, you know, as, you know, obviously from the broadcast side of things, like when you bring a lot of these big series in, you know, they've already got a broadcast deal or something, and then you don't get any of that. You know, everybody was, was really disappointed when they seen the Summer Nationals wasn't coming back to Brownstown. Jim loses money on that event. Yeah. He gets that, that event is so, the broadcast numbers are so heavy on that event. Well, nobody, it's a midweek event. Comes. Yeah, and, no, and nobody comes to the racetrack. Nobody comes to the yes. racetrack, which it'd be fine if the track got a percentage yeah, of the Yeah, if they sales. gave some kickback off. Right. I, I totally agree with you. But in that, um, you know, with that series, they don't. And, and you know, that's that's a big factor now. You you bring all those big guys in. They say, well, bring World of Outlaws in. Bring bring this. Do this. Do that. You know, well, th- that comes with a high cost. And, and when you can't rely on broadcast numbers or, you know, in certain situations, they'll lock you down on, on who you can bring in for merchandise and just there's a lot that goes into that and you can't make your money back. So definitely. I'm going to throw this out since you went to there, though. Uh, I've said it to you guys many times. You guys broadcast live from Brownstown almost every week. We get some series, not all of them, but some of them come in. <laughs> And they do not care at all about the people in the grandstands underneath this. They only care about what they're broadcasting out 
because they'll jack up the sound system. You know, they'll, they'll do a lot of things that the person that drives to the racetrack to watch it live loses out when certain people are there broadcasting. And, you know, that is a pet peeve of, of mine, you know, because it's actually hard for me to watch stuff on TV because I don't have that. I don't feel the dirt. You know, it's right. not loud. It's not, you know, so I want that live experience and it kills me that they automatically do not care about the people in the grandstands. It's whatever we have to do to broadcast, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's a pet peeve of mine. And I give you guys kudos all the time because you guys don't alter anything. The person at the grandstands can hear it just like they would if you guys weren't broadcasting. You know, yeah, I appreciate that. That that means a lot. Because that's definitely something we want, you know, to make sure that we're doing. We don't ever want to put, take away from the experience at the track. But I think that also comes back to our business model of, you know, we want to we want to partner with tracks. Yes. Because we are not one that, um, as much as there are weekends that, Ryan and I would love to get 100% of whatever we make. Uh, Unfortunately, I know this may be breaking news to some people that think Ryan and I are flush with cash. We unfortunately don't get 100% because we do want to give back to the tracks and help the tracks. And um, so, yeah, I mean, for us, it is still about we want people in the seats. Yeah. Because if the seats don't fill, it don't matter what our broadcast does. You're not going to stay. You're not going to keep tracks open. So you got to come out and support you know, your local track and, and buy concessions and have a good time and, and be, get a pit pass and go down and talk to drivers. And, you know, that's, what's important to keep building the sport. As a kid, you know, I couldn't wait till the race was was over and we took that lap through the pits and, you know, I got to see, you know, those local drivers that, you know, were, were gods to me as, as a kid, you know, if, you know, you got to have that live experience, you know, that's, uh, we'll just go back. You know, we're talking earlier about, you know, the Tulsa shootout and Parker Perry being down there. And I I talked about in the show, you know, back when the Brickyard was, you know, the, the road course race at the Brickyard Mm -hmm. was, was going on and, and Parker went up with his family and, and gave Kyle Larson a shirt, his own Parker Perry racing shirt, gave Chase Briscoe one. And, and how cool was it that, that Chase looked at him and said, please sign this for me. And, you know, here in a couple weeks, Chase is going to be out there racing the Chili Bowl. That's what is so great. You know, and I'll give it, give some credit. I I was talking to some guys yesterday at the, at the car dealership and we were talking racing and they said, you know, the, the one thing about racing is totally different than any other sport. You can only get so close to baseball players, to football players, Mm -hmm. basketball. You got to have the money to be able to sit right there. Yeah you know, in their presence, auto racing, you can truly connect with these guys. Yeah. You can have opportunities to say hi, to get a picture, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I know everybody's got a bad story, but 95% of these guys truly understand, you know, the importance. And if it's a kid, I would say 99% of them will make time for a kid. Yeah. If you're, if you're me, if you're 36 years old looking for an autograph and they're getting ready to crawl in their car, they may blow you off. But yeah. I can tell you I've never seen anybody blow off my seven-year-old when we walk through oh, the yeah. pits, yeah. ever. Yeah. Most of the time they make me uncomfortable because they've got them in their helmet and in the car and we're we're messing with, with gauges. And I'm uncomfortable because I'm like, don't touch anything. Yeah. So most of those drivers are are top notch no matter what. Yeah, they let the kid get in the car and he cranks the brake by us. And <laughs> you don't know how many times he turned it. And... <laughs> I'm over there sweating because I'm like, oh great, here we go. I'll be the reason. Oh, we got up topic off topic of what we want for Christmas. But yeah, I, 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 I took a step. No, I I think that was it was a good conversation, and I think that I still want a racetrack. Yeah, I guess I was too naughty this year. I don't know. Well, I mean, and, and if, you know, people haven't read the article I wrote, I, I had five items, um, but the number one item, and it, it will be for me for a long time coming, is Kyle Larson and Indy 500 car. And and it's it not that I can do anything to make that happen, but it is my plea. Um, that needs to happen. Give him the chance. I'm telling you, he is a once-in-a-lifetime talent that we've never seen before. And as I've said it on here, as big of a Tony Stewart fan as I am, and I always will be, 
Tony Stewart says the same thing about Larson. He's he's never before been seen, and you know, the Tony is the only guy that's went top five in both when he pulled the double duty. Let's see if Larson can pull off a win in both of them. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that would be a downside to that is, can you imagine winning the Indy 500 and having to say, I can't celebrate, I got to go to Charlotte and see what I can pull off? Yeah. I mean, that that's the part I think I never thought about when Stewart did it. If you win the Indy 500, are you still getting in the helicopter to take the IVs and just get to Charlotte? Like, you're going to have to. Yeah. But you just won the greatest spectacle in racing. Peace out. I think that's one of those things. Those guys are like, they don't plan for that. It's like, no. if I win the Indy 500, we'll figure it out. Like, I mean, we'll, we'll figure out what's going to happen. Um, you know, we might make it to Charlotte. We might not. So, no, I definitely did like the list you put together, though. That was that was definitely one, you know, that, that I agreed with probably the most was, um, you know, getting Larson in there. That's That's literally, you know, the only thing he's not done outside of going to F1 or something. And I don't follow F1, so... Um, I'll tell you what, cool. I never followed F1, but I watched the series on Netflix. Yeah, I heard they, it was good. They went in behind the the scenes with the teams. And I'll tell you what, that sucked me into F1. Did, yeah. Have you watched that on Netflix? I have not watched it yet. This is funny. Because I was, Ryan and I talked about this because Michael Rigsby from Flow Racing actually put out a tweet. Um, it's been a month or so ago now, but, but talking about how much the fan base has risen in F1 and contributing the majority of it to the Netflix series it was and awesome. getting people interested. I mean, you've seen them cut drivers. You've seen the drivers. You know, it, they did, covered every aspect. The, the team owners, you know, the, the team owner that went to prison because he got his team fraudulently. I mean, it, it was amazing. But I'm going to give – don't get me wrong, 100%. But I'm also going to say this, and and – this is where NASCAR has to take an understanding. Yes, you have to make storylines out of your people. You have to. Yep. Um, and honestly, NASCAR hands down is the worst of it. Mm-hmm. The dirt late model world blows them away. And, and credit to Dirt on Dirt and what they do with you know the Road Del Dora and these, these backstories. But not only that, but the F1 video game, if no one has ever played the F1 video game, I started playing it about a month ago. The, the, the story mode that they have as a you know, young driver trying to break into a team and all of this back legend, NASCAR has nothing like that in their game. And that's where all these games are going. Madden, it's all about a, a story that you're playing yeah. along with. Get your stuff together, NASCAR. I mean... Well, you know... The 90s, it was so hyped up, they didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it built up from nowhere, it seemed like. And, you know, I, I think they've kind of laid back on their haunches and felt like they don't have to do anything. I think that, you know, I could be totally off here, but I think, uh, you know, the thing with F1 versus NASCAR is NASCAR is so dependent on their broadcast. They've got to have their broadcast because, like, I've seen in, like, red stuff that, like if, you know, NASCAR comes to Texas, there might be people, you know, half hour up the road doesn't even know that NASCAR's in town. They don't promote locally. They don't promote in their area. All they're promoting is the broadcast. So all we know is that at home, I think that's why, you know, their fan base, and there's a lot of other, you know, they've got a, a million other problems. But yeah. I think ultimately, you know, it's it's got to the point where the broadcast has hurt NASCAR more than it's, that's it's giving them value. F one, I feel like, is a lot harder to watch. Like you know, obviously the time difference is is huge for us here, but they're they're not so reliant on on their broadcast. Yeah, like they they people the locals know F one's coming. That's why the places are packed, and then you have to watch online because you can't get in the damn place. I I, I love NASCAR. You, I mean, you guys know I do. If you sit down and watch an F one race. It's way more entertaining than an oh my god ever yes. thought about being. the strategy. Oh yeah, the, there's a whole lot more planning and plotting and okay, this happens. We have to now do this. It's not I'm gonna ride around for 300 laps and then race the last 10. Yeah, you know, and that 
the, I think some of NASCAR's downfall is that the stage racing helped a little bit, and then the cookie cutter mile and a halfs. Yes, you know, you watch F one. Every racetrack has its own character. You know, when they go to Germany, it's totally different than when they go here. Then it's when they, you know. Well, I think too, and I agree with you hundred percent on all of that. You know, I think what what killed NASCAR in that mile and a half cookie cutter, everything's the same. And and I will, I know some people will shred me on this, but I I will say Ryan's it. brother, uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, to me, will never be the champion that his statistics say he is because I don't believe if Jimmy Johnson ran in any other era, he could have accomplished what he did, but because of the way the points were because of everything was on a mile and a half, it became a crew chief driven Mm -hmm. league. And I will say Chad Knauss doesn't get the credit he deserves in what happened in that situation because I watched a lot of those races where Jimmy rode around and wasn't very good for 300 laps and Chad adjusted and wrenched and adjusted and wrenched and adjusted and wrenched, made some pit strategy. All of a sudden, Johnson's up front and his car's fast. He had time to bring it in. And I, and again, I'm not saying Johnson can't drive or he's a scrub. Like you don't do what you, he did for those years. But as much as I'm not a Jeff Gordon fan, Johnson's not Gordon. Johnson's not Stewart. Johnson's not Earnhardt. If we're going to talk about Mount Rushmore's, Johnson is way down that list for me. Yeah, I, my, me too. Because yeah. I truly believe Chad Canal should be given way more credit of what happened with the Lowe's team yep. than what, what Johnson is. I agree. And, you know, a lot of Gordon's wins, like you said, he led the whole race, you know, most of the time. He dominated the whole day. And like you said, John, Johnson was a, a back runner until the last third of the race, quarter of a race maybe, and then he would come to the front. And, and don't get me wrong, there were there were great crew chiefs behind them all. So I yeah. know that'll be the argument, but Ray Evernham was behind Gordon. Agreed. Zipadelli was behind Stewart. Agreed. Yeah. But I still will, no matter what, I'll take those guys in a car racing anything over, over Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. I agree. But so I, yes, I think when you look at the talent level of drivers, F1 has it. Mm-hmm. NASCAR is coming back to it to put it back on. You got to be able to drive. Yeah. I wish they would take a lot of the, the ability to change so much during a race out of it to where, Hey, you set yourself up with a crappy car. You're going to have to deal with it. Make the most out of it. You can and and figure out how to drive it. Yeah. You know, if you finish 20th, you finish 20th, you know, cause that's going to, the only problem if you do that is Larson may win the next 15 championships. Oh, you're right. Because and he, he might anyway. But if you just yeah. say what you got's what you got outside yeah. of tires. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody can drive a, a bad race car like Larson can. And yes. I don't want to hear the don't even send me a message saying, oh, he, all he does is drive good stuff. I don't care. No, I, I'm, I'm with you 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. But I wish they would take some of that adjustability out during the race. I agree. I agree, and and or or take some of the analytics that the crew chiefs have. You know, you go back even farther than the '90s and the heyday. You go back into the '80s. There was a lot more gut intuition from a crew chief on, "Let's try this and see what happens." Than the data says, "Yeah, this is what we need to go do." Well, like you said, they use the analytics. If we change two tires here, we got a you know sixty percent chance of winning the race. If we change four, you know, a computer tell them what to do. Yeah, they know exactly how much gas is left yes. in the in the vehicle. They know, and and I it, get it, that's it's made it boring because yeah. they just follow each other around until the last ten laps. No, and I, I do. I got to agree. I mean, F one to me is um, is very intriguing, and I will also say this: I think F one does a great job of making it an event. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I think there's a lot more comparisons to dirt racing than what people would connect with F1. But why is Eldora so special? Why is Fairbury so special? Why is Knoxville so special? Why is Tulsa so special? 
it's an event. It's yeah. not a, we're all here to see the race today. It's a whole weekend of things going on. I'll and NASCAR doesn't have that. No. They used to. When you saw the trucks on Friday, the Bush Series on Saturday, yes, yes, and the Winston Cup on Sunday, yeah. Like I've not been to a NASCAR race in years, but I heard that like you can't even really like go up to a driver's trailer and buy a T-shirt anymore. So I heard. I don't know, but you I remember to, it seems like you have to get you know special passes and permission to even get to the pits to even yeah. walk by a driver's trailer. Like I. Well, I mean, like they, I remember going to Indy. Um, we went up for the inaugural brickyard. Like I was young, but I remember the cool part about it was there was like this big vendor's row and you had all of the, the big semi trailers full of, of the NASCAR driver shirts and stuff. And that was an event, you know, to yeah. a kid. But then I heard that they, they did away with all that or something. Like I don't know what, I have no clue. I heard like maybe NASCAR kind of took over some of the merchandise stuff or did something different yeah. and they just continuously take more and more away from, you know, the local event. And, um, you know, again, it goes back to me saying they're, they're so reliant on making sure the broadcast is perfect oh, you're right. and, and yeah. you know, they're forgetting what's going on in house. But, um, but I think everything, you know, runs its cycle. Everything comes and goes. I, I honestly, I, I do think that, um, NASCAR is, I think, slowly starting to, to come back. And I credit a lot of that to, you know, Kyle Larson or, you know, Chase Briscoe. These guys are they're starting to be more, you know, like Chase Briscoe's a real dude. Like, I'm not saying yes. these other guys have not been real guys. It's it's not that. But there's more people that can relate to these drivers now. And they, they see them come back and they race locally. And, and, you know, ultimately that's what keeps the sport, uh, you know, of NASCAR relevant to our level of fan base i feel like but it, it kills me because they they're trying to reach out and grab the dirt fan that you watch him pass on an asphalt right. track and the the tv announcer is screaming slide job slide job yeah. slide job and there isn't a slide job yeah. you know they're not sliding nascar doesn't really like us until they need us you're exactly yes. right yeah this is what it boils down to yeah because and I would, I'd be interested to see if you went to the major, and and this is where Nathan Bowling can can tell me because he's connected with every major NASCAR news source. Oh, I thought he wasn't. He is <laughs> major NASCAR. <laughs> he is for me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find anything on Facebook That's about NASCAR that he's everything. not shared. But how many NASCAR news outlets have reported that Kyle Busch won a heat race of the Tulsa shootout? Oh, none, because it does them no good. Right. None. But. But you asked me how many Dirt fans who have probably hated Kyle Busch love it because the interview he gave afterwards when he was asked, what were you thinking as you were coming to the checkered? And his comment was, down the backstretch, all I was thinking was, don't F up. Yeah. But he said the word, I won't say it on here, we're family show, right there on the broadcast. There's a lot of Dirt fans that just went, oh. I kind of like him now. I like Kyle Busch. Yeah. He's more like us than what I thought he was. Yeah. He's giving respect to dirt racing, saying, I don't think it's going to be this easy the whole time. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to run on this stuff. Yeah. That, NASCAR has to hook up to that portion of it. Well, I think that you're not going to tell me that, you know, when I said that now I feel like there's personalities coming back. I think there's always been personalities in NASCAR. I think that the corporate side of NASCAR has, has killed those guys' personalities. Like, they can't – Kyle – I mean, they, they do. Don't get me wrong. But Kyle Busch can't come in after a win and say, yep, you know, I just hope I didn't F up. Like, that's not professional on the corporate NASCAR level. But you get these guys just in the race car and there's no pressure, there's still personalities out there. And, you know, I think it's just became so, you know, reliant on corporate sponsorship and corporate money. And, and you know, you've got to mind your, you know, P's and Q's and dot all the I's and or dot the T's across whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> one way. You got to go through the motions. We got to do something with letters. Yeah, just something with letters, <laughs> you know, and, and it's killed these guys. It has. No, and I agree. And, you know, it's funny to me when you look at other sports and, and people who who draw and even sponsorships to draw. And I hope this car tomorrow in NASCAR is going to bring the price point down for these teams to where it isn't so reliant on following what a corporate sponsor says. But, you know, you go to this PGA event that just happened, 
And at the start of the event, the whole news was Tiger Woods playing with his son, Charlie, and they were going to dominate. And who goes out and wins? John Daly and his son, John Jr. John's out there in the practice round with a drink in one hand, a cigarette in his mouth, no shoes on, and just stroking chip shots into the cup from 15 feet away. Yeah. He's as real as it gets. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. And, and totally sold it. I mean, he brought more people back to PGA golf than maybe ever before because John Daly was back. But look, you had Jimmy Spencer back in the day. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, he was a character. You couldn't wait till they interviewed him because you had no idea what he was going to say. Or if he was going to be at the interview or if he was going to be yeah. at somebody's trailer yeah. whipping him. And I yeah. don't think back in the day, I don't think Kmart really cared what Jimmy did because no. all eyes were on Kmart. It yeah. wasn't, you know, oh, yeah. we don't have to make this guy happy. Or and you know what? Happy. The fan base of NASCAR then was, was still going to shop at Kmart because Jimmy yeah. punched so-and-so <laughs> back yeah. in the, yeah. the trailer. I'm getting my I'm getting my toilet paper this week at Kmart. I'll drive ten more miles. Oh yeah, because Jimmy, yeah. I mean that was yeah. what it was about. But look at the look at the change in sponsors. You look know, at when, the change in the drivers. Right, you know well, they're all GQ now. Every one of them. Right. You know from the worst driver in NASCAR to the best. But you change from Winston, Camel, Skull, you know Kmart, yeah, Tide. You, everyday brands to we're now you know whatever.com and and it, the the change in who those corporate sponsors are has been amazing i mean just look at what's going on with kyle bush right now mars getting out of sponsoring racing i mean that's what what an iconic brand yeah. in nascar to, to be leaving i'm starting to latch on a little bit to ryan blaney just for the fact if you watch him he'll go Six or seven weeks and not shave, not even trim, you know, trim his beard. Just, yeah, it's whatever. You know, he'll go half the race or half the race season without, you know, cutting his hair. He just, you know, he's just an average guy that gets get down to race cars and race, you know. He is trying to be the average guy that gets to race for a living. You know, he's not GQ like you look at the rest of them, you know. No, and so many of those guys, you know, when you talk about some of those personalities that aren't, you know, Clint Boyer. Not. Not GQ. But they ran him out. But but yes, he's 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 moved into the booth now because, and that's what cracks me up. They tried to tame him when he was racing. Yeah, but they know how valuable he is on the media side, so we're going to stick him in the booth. Yeah, because your personality sells here. Yeah, and you know Kevin Harvick, not a GQ guy, but look who his sponsor is, yeah. Bush Light. Yeah. I mean, Bush Beer yeah. is my sponsor. You can make a Dale Junior. Wasn't a wasn't a GQ guy, I would say. He was a sex symbol, but not really GQ. Yeah. But you had Budweiser on the car. You know, yeah. those things I think play a big deal into who and how guys develop and act. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it's amazing still that Stewart held on to some of the corporate sponsors. He never really had that that hillbilly sponsor i mean home depot staples or office depot excuse yeah. me you know he really never had that one and he really never minded his p's and q's either well that's what sold for him you know he was another one you couldn't wait till they interviewed him especially when he had a bad day or he was at a restrictor plate because you knew it was going to be edited. he'll tell you what he thought oh yeah <laughs> what? yeah you whether know. it was about tires or about the track or about <laughs> the How calls NASCAR, NASCAR made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it didn't matter. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think that's the that's the thing that is missing somewhat. And and that's why, you know, I can't sit here and say I'm a I'm a Kyle Bush fan, but I will always appreciate Kyle Bush being in the sport because he's as close to some of those guys. And I understand people say, oh, all he does is whine. He can whine, but he also tells it the way he feels it in the time. He doesn't filter stuff when you come to him. Yeah. So many guys, you can watch that pause and filter come in and, well, you know, it's just a good day today and the, uh, you know, our Toyota and, you know, I'm just happy. Kyle is still Kyle. I'm pissed off that yeah. this is how it went. Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the greatest interviews ever. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So, yeah, I mean, I I think it's really exciting to, um, you know, and it, it's crazy to think, you know, here we're a few days from uh, 
from New Year's Eve and the turnover to 2022. But, uh, you know, obviously Tulsa shootout going on right now. We're going to turn around and you're going to be right into, you know, Chili Bowl. Then it's going to be Speed Weeks down in, in Florida. And, you know, the oh, yeah. late model deal is going to get kicked up again in Daytona. Um, like I said, Jared Thomas, the end of J- January, is down at Daytona for the road mm-hmm. course for the IMSA race. And uh, race season is here. Oh, it, <laughs> anymore it doesn't ever we really blinked. leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In about you, two I, weeks in December. I will tell you, from walking around the PRI show, I was amazed at the uptick of safety equipment Yeah, what it used to be. It seemed like every aisle you went down, there were, you know, multiple helmet, you know, manufacturers and dealers or multiple race suits you know you always seen the normal but it seems like that is a huge uptick than, than what it seemed like it used to be now that's where it seems like everybody's leaning to is the safety aspect of it you know the hans devices and and all that and what a positive yes you know honestly yeah. what a positive and i think it's it's what amazes me sometimes when you see these guys that at your local racetrack that are still trying to get in their car with blue jeans on that are still not, yeah. you know. Well, we've seen Dustin and Preston car up there, you know, and that's what they were up there for. Dustin was getting Preston a new Hans device because he said the other one's getting tied on him. And, you know, watching a dad take care of his son like that, like, yeah, there's a lot of things we do to the car, but let's make sure we get the safety stuff. That's a blessing right there that that, that dad is, let's go spend the money on this stuff. And again, let's go back. I mean, the, the this is, and I get it, we're talking 20 years ago, but it, it, it is in recent time when Tony Stewart sat there and said, I don't know that I can wear this Hans device. Yes. Like, And now we're talking about a kid at our local racetrack, you know, running a pure stock that's wearing a Hans device and helping keep himself safe. Yeah. I mean, that was, you had NASCAR guys that were saying, I can't do this. I can't wear this thing yeah. and to see where it's at now. And, and I'll, I'll be honest too, you know, kudos to the, the manufacturing companies that have brought the pi- price points down. Yeah. I get it's still not cheap, but it brought price points down to where local guys can safely race. You know, we're, we're both dads. Ryan's getting ready to be a dad. What price do you put on your kid? Which so- one? Because <laughs> it's it's a sliding scale. Dustin's got an exception there. He does have a sliding scale. I would venture to guess neither one of them are anything but priceless. Man. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. You know, and that's uh, hey, well, the one. One of them's gonna, gonna need, yeah, he's gonna need all the safety equipment he can get, and he's gonna cost me a hell of a yeah. lot more money in the long run. But yes, but both are priceless. I think I'm gonna start nicknaming him Nails, man, because he's tougher he's, than he's. Wild. Oh my god. <laughs> It is, I'm telling you, I mean, he's going to have to race and he may be, he may be God awful because it's going to do one or two things. He's either going to be a natural and he's going to be able to run and and drive like nobody's business or he will wreck every damn car we put him in. I'm going to go with B. (laughs) That's what I'm afraid of. I'm actually thinking you guys need to sign him up for boxing. You know, he'd be the Irish nightmare and just go out there and burn it up, man. That's uh... (laughs) Because I just see the way he acts, and the yeah. first time somebody gets into his back bumper and spins him, it won't be a mission to come back. It will be a mission to total somebody's race. He'll just drive backwards. Like, that's, it. That, that's the truth. He'll be every every one of us on a NASCAR game in real life, man. That's uh, like he is. Um, wow. Yeah. So watch out. Um, yeah. Love him to death, though. He is priceless, and yeah. one of the one of the. Funniest kids I've ever been around, but he is something. So, but no, man, big, big year. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I, I do want to give a shout out to again. Um, I don't think we've talked about this here on the podcast, but, uh, you know, excited to see Chase Briscoe at, at the Chili Bowl. Um, yeah. We talked about Chase earlier. Really happy to see his new, you know, partnership with Mahindra. Excited to see the paint scheme go back to the red 14. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I thought it was a really cool deal they did there with Stewart and, you know, what what that means. Um, obviously, doing it at the Motor Speedway when you talk about the number 14 and what that means there. But this is the big thing I want to give a shout-out to is, you know, there's a lot of people that have their thoughts on Chase Briscoe, and the people that have them don't know Chase Briscoe. But I just got to give a shout out to him 
helping get Jordan Kinzer a ride yes. to go down to the Chili Bowl and compete. You know, that, that kid is – He's paid his dues and deserved an opportunity, and I, I can't say enough about Chase Briscoe Racing and really excited to see both him and Jordan run Chili Bowl. Yeah, I also it's... want to tell everybody, um, watch your social media here soon. Uh, Rob Wilson been working on the Rock Crest schedule. He plans to have it out in January. I know he has called several series to try to get some series down there, different series to run down there. I mean, he's been working his hind end off. And uh, trying to get a lot of things going down there. Yeah, we actually talked to him. Uh, it was a lot two nights ago, I guess Monday, Monday night. night, and he told us some of the plans and yeah. the different things going. Exciting on. stuff. Definitely very cool. Yeah. Um, glad you know, glad to see that that you know some efforts getting put in there to to bring some, um, you know, not only you know obviously the focus on the local grassroots, but to bring yeah. in some bigger events and get some more eyes on the facility. Yeah. It's it's um, all good things. I know he's made a lot of phone calls. Um, he actually called me this evening and asked me if I'd be interested in announcing a monster truck event on a Sunday down there. Yes, yeah, so uh, you know, Sunday, trying, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, he, he's, trying, he's trying to get a lot of different things going and uh, get some uh, some butts in the seats down there and some stuff going. So you know, shout out to him for working hard these last few weeks. Yeah, our our local racing scene. I know we got listeners, you know, from from all over the world now, honestly, <laughs> but. Um, our local yeah, racing. our old boy. Sorry to interrupt you, Ryan. Our old boy from Australia. I haven't got your merch out in the mail. Been busy. Worried about Britain Gotzi making threats to me, but I will yeah. promise you, I will get it out soon. And we promise there won't be any Britain Gotzi merchandise. <laughs> Absolutely not. I won't get through customs. Yeah. <laughs> they won't let garbage like that get out. No, but our local racing scene right here, we, you know, kind of getting some schedules and stuff put together here for. You know the dirt two media and all that, and, and there's a ton of racing um, yeah. coming up this year right here in this you know within an hour of, of where we're at, and um, you know obviously uh, you know Rockcrest being open and, and full swing there, Brownstown, uh, I-65, the old Scottsburg, um, mm-hmm. kind of they're they've still got to get their schedule released, but they they've got a lot of you know a lot of neat stuff going on there, um, Salem full schedule. Uh, it's just going to be wild around here, and it's it's good that the racing's thriving, you know, with with the way things are nowadays, and and a lot of uncertainties. It seems like our our local racing scene just continues to to improve. I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to, because that's kind of how we operate. Yep. But I'm I'm just going to leave it as a teaser. But we've talked a lot tonight about. Asphalt guys in NASCAR come in the dirt and what it means. And and I'm just going to say that be on the lookout. There is a There are conversations being had about the possibility of a serious dirt late model driver being involved in the Halloween 200 at Salem. Yep. That's that's fair to say, right, Ryan? Yeah, that was, that was a, a good way of getting that good out there. Good teaser. Yeah. Can't give... You know, specifics, but... Um, yeah, we had a good conversation with the driver at PRI and just kind of a matter of ironing out some details, you know, with... Um, and there was cars. zero question. Yeah. He, he said, find me a ride, I'm there. So, so all this cross, you know, I think it's just important right now to have this, you know, guys jumping ship and, you know, kind of pulling, you know, a, a play from the Kyle Larson playbook and going racing. Like, that's that's what's ultimately going to get you fans and get, you know, keep the interest there is, is jumping out. And I want to see – I didn't – nobody cared about, you know, this race. Or, or dirt guys might have not cared about this asphalt race. Now all of a sudden they do, you know, because if we can get a guy in there that um, – And we will announce it as soon as it's official. Yeah, I mean, yeah we're, absolutely. We're going to use it for everything it can be. But – uh Yep. A, a major guy in the dirt world looking to come over and run with the uh, the best damn street stocks in the country, period. Absolutely. Get over it. <laughs> so, all right, boys. Well, we're at an hour here, and uh, it was another good fun night of just BSing. Oh, yeah. So, we'll be back. Um, Happy New Year. Yeah, don't really know when, but uh, happy New Year. Let me say this real quick. That's, that's glad you brought up New Year. If you're looking for something good to watch, 
and uh, you know maybe the the national broadcast ball droppings not your thing. Head over to the keys four one one dot com, and uh, you want to watch our old buddy Webb Dillard um, broadcasting the Key West uh, celebration of New Year's, and uh, get over there and, and check that out. And unfortunately. I appreciate Webb. You know, he ordered some last minute t-shirts, had to get those overnighted tonight or today. Um, I tried to talk our employee Lisa into making sure that UPS didn't pick those up because that would only leave me with the option of getting a plane ticket to fly them down to Webb for Key West New Year's. Um, but I found out today that Lisa is loyal to Cali, not me, because they got in UPS's hand to be overnighted. So that's something we're going to have to discuss in our personnel decisions. But yeah, we'll make it down there. I told Webb to just grow the show and we'll all come down next year and celebrate in the keys. So. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yeah, happy new year to everybody. And uh, we'll be back soon. And uh, if you got topics, things you want to hear us, our uh, humble opinions on, let us know. All right, guys.